Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we're back once again at the Corner of Truth and Courage. This week we've been talking about the Arab-Israel conflict, why there is no peace in Israel. And if you missed any of the broadcast, you can always go online at fortressoffaith.com, fortressoffaith.com. Click on the radio link, and then you'll be able to get some of our past programs and listen to them online, share them with your friends. Today we're going to kind of polish this up, finish this up, by covering what I call the, the Palestinian myth. The idea of Palestine as a nation is a myth. It is something that was dreamt up by the British government after World War I came to an end. Uh, the League of Nations was formed, and all of the Middle East had uh, sided with the wrong side, and they lost the battle, the Muslims, including them in, the, in that battle, and they, they lost it against the, the West. And as a result, Britain was given the, a mandate, it's called the British Mandate, to reestablish the nations over there in the Middle East, divide up the land, divide up the governments, and so on. They had a problem, and one of the problems was that there was a mixture of people coming into the old promised land, the old land of Israel. You had Jews and Arabs mixing together, but none, none of them were officially a state. For many, many centuries, Syria ruled that part of the land, and sometimes it was just called the Levant, uh, kind of just a barren land. In fact, in the 1860s, the famous writer Mark Twain toured that area, and he described it as treeless, barren, wilderness. He said, if this is the promised land, I hope it's not promised to me. <laughs> uh, there wasn't much to be desired. But in the late 1800s, Zionism was born. There was a returning of Jews back into that region, but yet they weren't a nation. And the Arabs started noticing that Jews were filling up into this region, and so they began to counter it. Now, the Jews were coming because of persecution out of Europe, persecution out of Russia. The Arabs countered, and they started sending in Arabs into that region. The statistics tell us that by in 1882, there were less than 250,000 Arabs. However, by 1948, when Israel actually became a nation, there were 1.4 million Arabs. So they were flooding into that area to kind of counter the Jews that were coming in. In fact, the most famous Palestinian that you probably know is Yasser Arafat, but he wasn't even born in that region. He's Egyptian. He was from Egypt. The idea of the, using the name Palestine was something that the British had learned from the old Roman emperor Hadrian. He tried to call that area Palestine when he was mixing different nationalities together to oppress a, and dominate a, a conquered people. They would take people from one country and another country and mix the races together and the nationalities together and create a, a new nation. And that's what he tried to do and called it Palestine. There was a little bit of history there with that. The term is mentioned in the Bible, referring to the Philistines, little enclaves of Philistines that were outside of their normal area. The Gaza area is where the Philistines uh, originated from. But there was a, a northern enclave of Philistines up in 
Lebanon, and they're referred to in the book of Joel as Palestine, the coast of Palestine. But that was Philistines. Well, Arabs are not Philistines. But this name Palestine or Palestinians was given to the Arabs by the British. And the reaction of the Arabs was simply this. We're not, we're, we're not Palestinians. We're either from Syria or we're simply Arabs. Uh, they rejected it at first. And the Jews began drawing, sorry, the, uh, the British started drawing up maps to say, here's how this is going to look when we divide up the land. And the first map that they drew up in 1920, 95% of the land was going to go to the Arabs. Jordan was going to get a huge portion of it. And they cut off just about 5% for the future state of the Jews, Israel. Another portion of that for the Palestinians that were there, the Arabs. And when the Arabs saw that, they thought, what in the world is this, the Palestinians? We don't know what they are. And they rejected it and mayhem and riots and all that kind of stuff, which is what they do well. And so as a result of it, the British redrew the map. And when they redrew the map, which is similar to what we have today, of the 5% that they were going to give Israel to the Jews, they took 80% of that 5% and gave that to the Arabs and left them with the remaining bit of what they originally were planning for the Jews. And so after World War Two, after the war with Nazi Germany, and those who survived the terrible effort to try to destroy the Jews and actually made it to the end and survived the death camps of Hitler, there was a mass movement of Jews now moving to Israel with the hopes that one day they'd be able to be a, their own nation after all these atrocities. And guess how they were welcomed by the international community? Well, the British said, no, you can't come here. And they set up flotillas, stopping boats that were being commandeered by the Jews that were dubbed SS Exodus. Many of these vessels started coming towards Israel with survivors of Jews that survived the Nazi camps and so on there. And many of them were captured by the British and put on the island of Cyprus and held there in camps. And as a result of the conditions and so on, there, over 40,000 Jews perished in these camps under the British rule, under the British mandate. And that's part of history that you're not aware of. And Britain divided up the land, land that was theirs, and gave it to the Arabs. Land that was originally theirs during the time of their reign in the Old Testament, uh, prior to Rome coming in and sacking their country and dispersing them. They finally had this opportunity to come back, but the uh, one incident, let me tell you one incident. One of the ships that had come out uh, that was uh, taken over by people who came out of the German Nazi camps, they sailed towards Israel, they hit the flotilla, and the flotilla turned them back, and they set, they pushed them back to France, in the south of France. Well, France wouldn't let them uh, disembark. They didn't want them in their country. So then they went up, uh, started, you know, thinking maybe we'll take them up to London. And London didn't want them. So guess what they did with these people? They sent them directly back to Germany, to the German concentration camps that they came out of. 
And the British did this. Now, let me tell you what happens when nations turn their hand against Israel. I'm going to read to you the consequences of what began uh, to be the downfall when Britain ceased to be Great Britain. I mean, um, this was that, that one little island used to rule the whole world. Its power and influence and strength was uh, second to none. And yet, this incident of what, how they treated the Jews during these years, I think God brought great judgment upon them. The Bible tells us very clearly in, in Genesis chapter 12, I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. We need to realize that 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 verse has consequences. And that also applies to us here in America. And I'm concerned because America is now putting into government people that have no respect for God, no respect for the Bible, no respect for the Jews. So let me let me lay out some of the consequences. In 1918, and again, this is, you know, when some of these things started happening uh, of their decisions about uh, about how they were treating Israel. Uh, In 1918, the eternal war between them and Ireland began, and Sinn Féin developed, and that war kind of went us through all the way through to the 70s and 80s. I remember that growing up over in England and some of the bombing, and I've been in places that were bombed by the Irish, uh, their, uh, the, uh, the IRA, and, and uh, so I'm, you know, I'm very familiar with, uh, with those eruptions there. That started back in 1918. In 1919, uprisings began in India. In 1922, Britain lost control of Egypt. That was huge. Then in 1926, they were forced to sign the Balfour Declaration, losing their power and control over great nations like Australia, Canada, Newfoundland, New Zealand, and South Africa. Um, In World War II, they almost lost the war and almost were occupied by Nazi Germany. For for us uh, uh, Americans coming, they would have lost the war. They were bankrupt at the end of the war, and it was America that... That bankrolled them. And so um, they were in terrible uh, straits. In 1947, they lost India. In 51, they lost Libya. In 1956, they lost the Suez Canal and the Sudan. By the 60s, they lost control of Nigeria, Kenya, Sierra Leone, Gambia, Uganda, Somalia, northern Rhodesia, and Swaziland. I'm here to tell you, that those who raise their hand against Israel will see God's wrath. The Bible tells us of whom much is given, much is required. And we are nations that know better. We know the promise of God's word. We know what the word of God says. But we are beginning to, uh, to kind of shake our fist uh, at, at heaven and at God and fall into this false fantasy that we can do whatever we want and and not worry about it because God doesn't exist. I'm here to tell you God does exist and that God will bring a reckoning. And that brings great fear to my heart, what's going to happen to our nation. And what about the Muslim nations and how they mishandle Israel and abuse Israel time and time again? Well, these nations, many of them, live in great poverty and live in, 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 uh, with problems of their own. Not only do Muslims fight against non, uh, non-Muslims, they fight so much amongst themselves. 
Very few of these people have ever known peace in their lifetime. Many of them don't know prosperity. All they know is hardship and toil. But what's also interesting is that even in the Quran, it actually tells us that Israel, that Canaan land, that this land belongs to the Jews. Let me read to you from a passage in the Quran. Surah chapter 5, uh, chapter five verses 20 through 21. Remember Moses said to his people, so we've identified that uh, Moses and the, and the people, the Jews, uh, O my people, call in remembrance the favor of Allah unto you when he produced prophets among you, made you kings and gave you what he had, had not given to any other among the peoples. Now get this, O my people, enter the holy land which Allah hath assigned unto you. Right there in the Quran, it tells us that the holy land was assigned unto the Jews, Moses and his people. And when you show that to a Muslim, when they see that, they can't believe it, it is there. That's Surah 5, 20 and 21. That the Quran says that the, that the Holy Land belongs unto the people of Moses. That's the Jews. And so, all the fighting over there is fighting over who rightly owns the land. Well, the Bible tells us the title deeds give it to Israel. Others have tried to split it up. But that land belongs to Israel, and we need to continue to support it. That's going to be it for this week. Join us again next week at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.